Is your boss more like a cheerleader or career roadblock? You're not in a rom-com, my friend. You're trapped in a workplace nightmare. But fear not, fear not, fear not, because today we're fighting back. You're not alone. And today we're reclaiming your career. So welcome, my loves, to the School of You podcast, where we discuss sensitive topics and attempt at unraveling and unloading these unresolved traumas together. I will give advice and my opinion based on my own experiences and experiences of others in my circle. Okay, so let's dive in, shall we? So today's topic is undermined and over it. How do I survive the boss from hell? How many of us is going through this right now or we have experienced it or some of you all have not experienced it, but you will. Okay. A boss undermining behavior can have a a significant and and a multifaceted toll on employees. Impacting their emotional well-being, professional development, and just overall performance. So, here's how each specific behavior can inflict damage. Let's get into micromanagement, okay? It decreases autonomy and motivation. So, constantly being monitored and told what to do. It can breed resentment and stifle creativity. You feel like your skills and judgment aren't trusted. And that's leading to disengagement and a sense of being. mm, Let's say childlike. Okay, it increased stress and anxiety. So the pressure of constant scrutiny creates a stressful environment, okay, where mistakes are magnified and anxiety is heightened. This can lead to burnout, physical symptoms, and impaired decision making. Another one, which is something that we all you know, deal with um, or stress with at some at some point of time at work. It's also product uh, productivity. Micromanagement often disrupt workflow and hinders efficiency. You spend time justifying your actions or responding to unnecessary feedback instead of focusing on your core tasks. Okay, um, a situation can be. You're constantly, uh, you're constantly being put in meetings, constantly, 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 and it's affecting your work performance. How about credit still stealing? That's something. Ooh, no one wants to talk about. Okay, credit stealing. Credit credit stealing causes an erosion of confidence and self worth. So seeing your hard work and ideas attributed to someone else can be incredibly demoralizing. It just really can. It chips away at your sense of accomplishment and it makes you question your own value and contribution. 
Okay, feelings of injustice and resentment kicks in. Okay, being denied credit for your work can breed bitterness and resentment towards your boss and colleagues. This can negatively impact teamwork and collaboration within the organization. Another issue is that it can cause reduced motivation and engagement. If you don't see recognition for your efforts, then why bother put why bother putting in the extra effort? Credit stealing can can be uh debilitating. Okay? You can lose motivation. It can be demotivating. It can lead to decreased productivity and a higher likelihood of you seeking opportunities elsewhere. And let's look at roadblocks. Okay? If your boss sit here and have roadblocks on you, it causes frustration and you know stagnation. Constantly encountering obstacles and delays set up by your boss can be incredibly frustrating. Like it hinders your progress. It prevents goals, achievement, uh, and it just leaves you just feeling stuck and powerless. You have a loss of momentum and confidence. So repeated roadblocks can derail career aspirations and cause feelings of doubt and insecurity because then you start questioning yourself and your own abilities. Because you're like, there has to be something wrong if you're constantly being held back. There's an erosion of trust and loyalty. When a boss intentionally creates roadblocks, it sends a message of distrust. I mean, I'm sorry, distrust and a lack of support. This can damage just the employee employer relationship and just create a toxic work environment. Negativity. It just increased stress. I mean, it, it just increased the stress and negativity that's already around you, right? Because being around constantly, uh, you know, being around a constantly negative boss can create such a toxic atmosphere that it just seeps into every aspect of the workplace. It can trigger stress, anxiety, even depression in you. It reduces your morale and product in like your pro- your productivity. Negativity is contagious. When a boss is constantly uh, uh constantly complains and criticizes, it breeds a culture of disengagement, leading to decreased motivation and pro- and product uh productivity. Sorry, it's a tongue twister for me. Okay, negativity has an impact on mental and physical health. Chronic exposure to negativity can have a detrimental impact on your mental and physical health. We all know that. Even your boss, the one that's inflicting this unnecessary unnecessary negativity on you. This can manifest in increased absenteeism, decreased immune function, and even chronic health problems. Sabotage. Sabotage. That is the devil of them all. Sabotage. It can have a devastating impact on your career. Intentional sabotage 
such as withholding resources or spreading false information or creating hostile work environments can have such a it could just have such a negative impact on your career just let's put it like that it can derail promotions damage reputation and even lead to job loss it can cause emotional trauma and psychological distress as well the constant fear and uncertainty created by sabotage from from a boss can be incredibly damaging to your mental your mental well-being or exploit exploit um exploit mental well-being it can lead to anxiety paranoia even post traumatic stress disorder And last but not least, sabotage can lead to a loss of faith in work and humanity. Experiencing intentional sabotage can make it difficult to trust colleagues, bosses, and even the entire workplace system. This can lead to a sense of disillusionment. Okay? You know, towards like one's profession or even career path. This could be so cynical. Remember, a boss undermining behaviors can have a wide ranging and devastating impact on you. Addressing these issues is crucial for ensuring the well-being of yourself and other individuals and, the pro and just the productivity of, of just your organization, wherever you work at. It's important to recognize that the signs of a toxic work environment and just take the steps to protect yourself from like just the detrimental effects of a boss's undermining behavior. Because it just continue on going. Okay. Open and honest communication between a boss employee is absolutely vital for a healthy and productive work environment. Okay. So in this first part, we start discussing the specific behaviors okay and how it can have inflicting damages on us right now let's talk about communication okay it lays the foundation for trust mutual respect and collaboration all of which contribute to improved performance right and employee satisfaction so the benefits of open communication with your boss, okay? It would possibly, if you have a practical boss, it, it will allow the problem solving to occur. So open communication would allow for early identifications and um, addressing of issues before they escalate. So sharing concerns and brainstorming solutions together can lead to faster and more effective resolutions. And that just doesn't mean with your boss with your colleagues as well and increase trust and transparency so when information flows very uh, um, freely like that like employees feel included value strengthening the employee employer relationship this fosters trust and loyalty leading to a more positive work environment right 
and effectively communicating between the boss and between you and your boss, it enhances collaboration and even the teamwork of you and your colleagues, right? When you coming into a healthy environment, you you more comfortable because when you can effectively communicate, open communication, it just breaks down um, misunderstandings and encourages teamwork. So by sharing ideas and perspectives, you and your colleagues or your boss can learn from each other and achieve better results together, actually. And then the effectiveness in the communication also improves, you have improved motivation, improved engagement, because you're feeling heard and understood by, by your boss, right? And so... Feeling heard and understood by your boss, it motivates you to put in like your best effort. So open communication helps align you with your goal, your colleagues with your goal, the boss with their goals. And at the end of the day, everybody's goals has been aligned with the company objectives. So it's boosting overall engagement and commitment. Okay, and last and not least, if you have a boss and you are able or a colleague and you are able to communicate with them, do it because it also reduces the stress and the conflict. Bottling up concerns can lead to stress and resentment. Open communication, open and effective communication allows for constructive dialogue. Remember, I said dialogue, not monologue. Okay, so it opens communication allows for constructive dialogue, preventing misunderstandings and resolving conflicts before they even get out of hand. Okay, so let's say that, okay, you got all of this. Okay, I'm feeding you all of this information. Now you like, okay, Natasha, but how do I approach my boss with this concern? Okay, because having open and honest conversations about unprofessional behavior, it can be tricky. But it's necessary to address issues for your own well-being and career progression. So I'm going to give you just some templates. Okay, so just some examples of how to help you address like just different issues. The first one, addressing micromanagement. You can say something like when you provide very specific instructions on every step. I feel my autonomy and my ability to problem solve are limited. Can we discuss ways to find a balance between guidance and trust? Or you can say, I'm confident in my skills to execute this task effectively. Would you be open to me taking the initiative with this project and keeping you updated on my progress? Because that's another way of saying, here, saying, could you could you back up off me? Could you all on me? I got this. OK, let how about you let me do my job? I take the I even take the lead on it. Let me do my job and then I will continue and I keep you updated on my progress. So you don't even have to come over here and micromanage me. Any question that you have, it will be answered in that email. OK. How to address credit stealing. 
you may say something like, I noticed my contribution to the whatever the project or the idea is, um, wasn't mentioned in the recent presentation. While I'm happy to be a part of a team effort, it's important to recognize individual contributions as well. Or you can say simply, moving forward, would it be helpful to clearly define everyone's roles and responsibilities to avoid any confusion about credit attribution? That way, this is no ego. This is not this doesn't this, this doesn't come off egotistical. You actually given the person. Pretty much you giving them um, control to control of the conversation to say yay and nay, but they're going to say, OK. I mean, your boss will say, OK, so how about addressing roadblocks? So a way to address roadblocks, you can say, um, I'm facing some obstacles and moving forward with whatever project or task. Would you be available to discuss ways to remove those roadblocks and ensure I can meet my deadlines? And just put whatever those roadblocks are. Or you could just say, I understand your concern about whatever the obstacles are. Okay. And you just say, however, I believe what, and you just give your alternative solution or solutions. And then you just put, we can address the issue while still achieving our goal. Okay, so I understand your concerns about whatever. However, I believe what whatever your solutions are, we can address the issue while still ach uh, um, achieving our goal. So you're still saying that you are um, a team player. Okay, you're still saying that you are a team player while addressing roadblocks. Now, what about addressing negativity? One thing you can say to your boss is, I understand you're facing some challenges, but your constant negativity is impacting the team morale. Is there anything we can do to create a more positive and productive work environment? You're allowing them to lead that. And you're asking them, not telling them. So you're still respecting the chain of command. Or you can say, I respect your feedback, but sometimes it feels overly critical. Perhaps we can focus on providing constructive criticism that offers solutions for improvements. Okay. Now, how to address sabotage. This is a little, this is, I always say sabotage is like tricky. Okay, but you can say something like, I feel like my career progress is being hindered by specific actions, whatever they, those may be. Okay, can we have a confidential conversation to address? I mean, to um, not to address, to um, or you could say address, you could say to address or to understand your concerns and find a way to move forward collaboratively. Always make sure you put in collaborative, uh, collaboratively, uh, I'm sorry, uh, collaboratively or um, like teamwork because you don't want to seem like that you're in isolation. You always want to show that you are a team player, that you are on board, okay, that you are about the mission, but you need to be respected like because this because this is a concern. 
Okay. Or you can say, if you have any issues with my performance or work ethic, I welcome constructive feedback. However, intentional sabotage is unacceptable and I reserve the right to seek proper channels of resolution. Remember, though, okay, that these are just starting points. Okay, tailor your approach to your specific situation and your boss's personality. These are just examples. But make sure that you focus on being assertive, respectful, and solution oriented. If you encounter resistance, just document your concerns and consider seeking advice from, from HR or a trusted mentor. Ultimately, okay, prioritize like prioritizing open, honest, effective communication with your boss. Even when addressing uncomfortable topics, because you can't avoid them. Okay. But utilizing open, honest communication, it can pave the way for a more positive and productive work performance for both of you, you and your boss, if your boss is on board will respecting you and being considerate and understanding and validating your concerns. Okay. Now, let's look at my favorite part of the plan. Okay. The documentation piece. Documentation is your secret weapon when dealing with an unprofessional boss and things start to escalate. It's like building a bulletproof vest for your career, protecting you from unfair accusations, misunderstandings, and yes, even sabotage. That's why I said sabotage can be tricky because it depends on the it depends on the documentation that you have. Okay? So, here's how documentation can be your shield for performance. Okay, so what if your boss claimed that you have poor performance? Your defense against that is that you keep a detailed record of your achievements, your success, your contributions, everything. Okay, this can be in the form of um, emails, projects, reports, task lists, or even um, you can have um, client testimonies or I'm an educator. So I can have testimonies from my parents or from my colleagues or from my students or uh, from other parts of administration. Um, you can, I would suggest to keep, uh, keep like a portfolio, like a professional portfolio. Think of it like that. Having clear evidence of your work ethic and accomplishments become vital. If your boss tries to downplay your contributions to take credit for your work. Okay. So that's why this part is like so important. This documentation is so important because that's what you're trying to that's a preventative measure that you're trying to come up that you're trying to do because you're going to come up against it okay defense against false accusations so document instances of micromanagement unreasonable demands or unfair criticisms okay note the time date and the context of each interaction i'm gonna say it again this is a defense against false accusations when you document those instances, note the date, the time, and the context of each interaction. 
Okay, this documentation becomes invaluable if your boss tries to blame you for mistakes or shortcomings that weren't, they weren't even your fault. Okay, you have a trail of evidence to set the record straight. Okay, so next thing you do, you build in a timeline of events. Maintain a chronological record of interactions with you and your boss. Okay, especially if they involve negative behavior roadblocks. Like this going to include like maybe emails or um, meeting notes or maybe personal logs or um, text messages, whatever the case may be. OK, a clear timeline like helps establish patterns and identify any instances of like deliberate negativity or sabotage. Like it becomes it pretty much becomes essential if like you need to escalate the issue to HR or even go as far as going to legal channels. Okay. Protecting your mental health. So documenting your experiences can be therapeutic. Okay. It like, it allows you like to process your frustrations. And because you are dealing with someone who do not validate your feelings, it allows you to validate your feelings and maintain like a sense of object, uh, object, uh, objective, Objectivity. I mean, objectivity, I'm sorry. Like this documentation can be crucial if you need to seek support from colleagues, mentors, or mental health professionals. It provides like concrete evidence of like what you're facing. And then it helps them understand your perspective. Because a lot of times it'd be so much going on that you can't keep up. So that's why documentation is everything because you think you're going to remember and you might not because for all you know, you could have got, if you have a petty boss, you could get hit with like 20 things in one day. You get what I'm saying? And then your anxiety kicks in and everything kicks in. And so now you like in uh, fight or flight mode and it's just, you're not, you're not going to remember everything. You know, so please. Make sure that you keep track of everything by documenting. Okay. This documentation, like this documentation is crucial. Like if you need to seek support, like I said, you need to seek support from like colleagues, right? But not just your, but not just your colleagues, like your friends, your family as well. Do not think that they cannot be part of your documenting experience, especially when it comes to your mental health. Because a lot of times when we go through things, we do vent to our family and friends. Okay. So all of this is crucial. I, I, I can't say it enough. It's all crucial. Okay. So let's look at just key Key tips, okay, for effective, uh, effective documentation. The first one is be objective and factual. So stick to the facts and avoid emotional language, okay? Just focus on what happened and who was involved and what was said. Leave your opinions out of it. No one cares about your opinions. You have to understand these are not, these are people that are looking over these documents. They were not there. They have no personal connection to the situation. So just avoid emotional language altogether and avoid your opinion altogether unless it's being asked. 
Date and time stamp everything. Date and time stamp everything. I'm saying one more time. Date and time stamp everything. Document the date and time of each interaction or event for accurate record keeping. Okay? Your boss will lie on you. Your boss will purposely, you know, mix the days up and hopefully to get you confused to sit there and have you to agree or disagree or something. Okay? To get you caught up. Make sure you date and time stamp everything. Use multiple formats. So document information in different ways, like such as emails and memos, voice recordings, um, uh, text messages, journal, whatever the case may be. You can create, you know, your own, whatever the case may be. You can just create um, your, your own um, blog or vlog, whatever it is that you want to do. And you can use that also um, as documenting. Okay. But you're trying to create a, co uh, a comprehensive picture of what you're going through. Just remember that. Okay, but you're going to need more than one um, format to do that, just in case. Back up regularly, okay? Don't keep your documentation solely on your work computer. I made that mistake one time. Save copies in a secure location, such as a personal cloud storage or a trusted friend's device, okay? Um or if with your email, if you're emailing uh, from your work computer, from your uh, with your work email, then forward that email to your personal email. Do you get what I'm saying? So like, so if they you leave, you get fired, or you terminate, or you know, or you um, or you leave, you decide you know to resign. That and you have to return that laptop you still have those um emails and that documentation on your personal because you forward it to yourself okay remember documentation is not about creating ammo okay or attacking your boss please remember that it's about protecting yourself and ensuring your contributions are recognized and valued it's about having a safety net in case things take a turn for the worse. All right. So by adopting a proactive approach to documentation, you pretty much empower yourself to navigate challenging situations with an unprofessional boss and an advocate for your own well-being and career success. Okay. So. Understand that navigating a situation with an unprofessional boss requires careful, careful consideration. Okay, in a nuanced approach, deciding between confrontation, changing jobs, or taking legal action. Okay, that depends on you, but it also depends on several factors. Okay, you can um you have to look at the severity of the unprofessionalism because you're gonna have a minor issue and you're gonna have a serious issue. So a minor issue if your boss's behavior is mal, that's like occasional micromanagement or uh the, the negativity is not strong, it's like soft negativity. Okay. Try attempting that open um try attempting um that open communication first. Okay. 
That might be the best way to address it. But for more severe behaviors like credit stealing or deliberate roadblocks or harassment or sabotage, escalating to HR illegal channels that might be necessary for you. Okay. Think about the impact that it has had on you. So thinking about the emotional and mental toll. Consider how the unprofessionalism, okay, has affected your well-being. If it causes significant stress and anxiety or even uh, depression, prioritizing your mental health by changing jobs or seeking legal recourse, that, that might be necessary. That might be necessary. Okay. Look at your career impact. So assess the impact on your career progression. Is your work being unfairly undermined? Are opportunities being taken away? If professional development is being hindered, then exploring other avenues not might be the best solution. That is the best solution. It's only going to get worse. It's not going to get better. It just it's going to get worse. Okay. Think about your attempts at resolution. Think about your attempts at resolution. So have you tried communicating openly and constructively with your boss? Did it yield any positive changes or understanding? Okay. Have you sought support from HR or trusted mentors or your union rep or anyone? Okay. Did they offer any helpful advice or resources? Did you act on them? Have you documented the unprofessional behavior meticulously? Like this evidence can be crucial for escalation or legal action. Okay, those dates and timestamps are everything and the context are everything. Okay. You might want to seek professional guidance. When all fails, you might want to seek professional guidance, okay? Maybe consulting an employment lawyer. So discussing the specific situation and legal options, that might be helpful for you. At, you know, if it has escalated to the point that you've done all of this and it's, it's, it's still hell for you. Talking to a career counselor. So exploring... Alternate job opportunities and weighing risk and benefits, it can't provide clarity. It really can. You know, you might need to seek out psychological support. So until you able to transition out of this, you know, out of this situation, managing the emotional burden can be critical. Okay, for maintaining your well-being during this challenging time. Because it is going to be challenging. And for some of you, it might get worse before you even get better. So, before you make your decisions, your final decisions, just think about several things, okay? Don't rush into your decisions, okay? Carefully assess the situation. Prioritize your well-being. Okay, gather all relevant information before making any type of move. You have to ask yourself, am I ready 
for all the smoke that the, that's going to come this way, that's going to come my way. Because the bigger the company, the more arrogant they are, the more confident they are, the more cocky they are. They're not going to move at a pace or aggressively as you think that they should. So until that time, you have to deal with your boss and everything. So you need to make sure that you have enough information where mm, they're not going to want to move too slow. Okay, seek support and guidance from professionals. So talking to experts, it can help you understand your options and make informed decisions. Weigh the risk and benefits. Consider the potential consequences of each action, including an impact on your career, your mental health, and legal stand standing. Okay? But most of all, you have to trust your gut. You got to trust that gut feeling. Nothing will overpower that gut feeling. Listen to your instincts, people. And what feels right for you in this specific situation. Because remember, navigating unprofessionalism in the workplace is never easy. Carefully considering your options, seeking professional guidance, and prioritizing your well-being are crucial for making the best decision for your unique situation. Because it is. It's very unique. But regardless of how unique it is, it's not uncommon. Okay, so look, look at all that you have accomplished. Look at all that you have endured. Okay, you have the power to make decisions in your life. This is your life. This is no one else's life. So if you made it this far, once I finish and get all the way down to my outro, I want you to go back and listen to this podcast and start implementing some of these suggestions and go from sabotage to soaring. Okay, and for those of you all who have done it, congratulations, champ. Okay, I'm sure you faced down that boss beast. Okay, you documented that drama. You created a boss battle plan and you empowered yourself to take control. Remember, you are not alone in this. Unprofessional bosses are a dime a dozen, baby. But you, you my friend, you my love, you are a rare gem. So let's celebrate your resilience. I'll leave resources in my description, okay, for your continued flight. Because remember, you have the power to turn this nightmare into a stepping stone. So chin up, wings out, and soar, baby, because you got this. Okay, at the end of the day, we all have to encourage and uplift each other. If you like, go to my um, Instagram, School of You 2023, and go and 
give support and 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 give advice to each other. Okay, come into each other on um in a comment session. Let me know if any of this if you did any of this and it worked. Okay, let's leave a call to action. All right, subscribe, rate the podcast, or sh- if you don't need it, share with someone who does. Okay, I'm just here, just getting my advice. I'm just adulting, trying to figure this out with you. Okay, so please note that this podcast is not a substitute, though, for professional medical advice. If you are concerned about your medical, I mean, about your mental health, please reach out to a qualified mental health professional. Okay, for the rest of us, let's turn workplace battles it's a victories, baby. One empowered listener at a time. Okay. I know this was kind of long, but I appreciate you being with me. Okay. I thank you, my loves, for listening and sharing your time with me. It was amazing discussing my thoughts with you. And don't forget to tune into the School of You 23 podcast every week where you're going to partake in riveting discussions with me. You have a blessed and stress-free day, my loves. And once again, thank you so much for giving me your time. Bye.